Hey, Scott, how did week one of Big 12 football go? Well, in the words of the great Mark McGuire. I'm not here to talk about the past. That's right. I'm here to talk about the future. And that's what we're talking about this week because Baylor hastily scheduled a marquee matchup against an in-state rival, and we have the voice of the Bears here to talk about it with us. This is the Bed Goods Big 12 Bullets. Yes, we are not talking about what happened this past weekend to Iowa State, Kansas, and Kansas State. And we're not even talking about the good things that Oklahoma and Texas did because we're here to look forward to the future and an exciting, well, one exciting matchup. Actually, I should be fair. Oklahoma State, Tulsa, that actually will be an exciting game and we'll get to see what Oklahoma State has got. And so I I don't want to be mean. However, uh, in the most Big 12 thing ever, both games are at 11 a.m., So you have to pick between the two Big 12 games that are on this weekend. They're on at the same time. We're going to get into the Baylor-Houston game, which Baylor was supposed to play Louisiana Tech, but too many Louisiana Tech players tested positive for COVID during their practice time. So they wanted some more time. They delayed the game. And Baylor said, you know what? Let's just find another opponent. Let's find Houston, which is actually a, a very big matchup. Baylor was supposed to play Ole Miss this season in non-conference, so they were finally going to uh, be able to tell the haters to back off. Those haters who say that their non-conference schedules are weak, and those haters are typically right. Well, this season they actually weren't going to have a weak one, and then COVID hit, and then they were going to have just a, a game against Louisiana Tech, which is not bad, but this game against Houston is much more exciting. So we'll get into all of that with John Morris, the voice of the Baylor Bears, who was a very good host and pretty much the person that knows the most about Baylor, who is not uh, actually a coach or a player. Um, he was really, really insightful and gives us a really good, really good preview for this game. Let's talk a little bit of Oklahoma State and Tulsa. Oklahoma State, we're going to get a glimpse of a team that there is a lot to like about, and they a team that had a very tumultuous offseason. Um, Chuba Hubbard, Heisman Trophy candidate, Spencer Sanders, very good quarterback, Tylen Wallace, the receiver, is back. Um, this is a team that, they're ranked number 11 right now. Many, many, many see them as the main challenger to Oklahoma for the Big 12 title. Um, Texas looked very good this weekend as well. So you could also throw Texas in there. And those are kind of the three teams that you would consider challengers. So Oklahoma State has got to get off to a good start against Tulsa. They cannot look like Iowa State, who was considered a dark horse for the Big 12 title and then lost to Ula La. And yes, let me just, this is an aside. We're not talking about that game. We cover all of that. We, I cover all of the past in the newsletter, which you can sign up for at Big12Bullets.com. But what what I will say, I will not call the University of Louisiana Lafayette the University of Louisiana. That is offensive. My dad went to the University of Louisiana at Monroe. So how dare you, La La, try to take the title of University of Louisiana? They are you, La La. They are the Raging Cajuns. And even a win over Iowa State's not going to change my mind. Okay, I've got off my soapbox now. Anyway, Oklahoma State, Tulsa, 
in Stillwater. That's going to be a great game. And then Houston at Baylor, Baylor in Waco. Um, this is going to be a really, really good game. I'm a little surprised Baylor's not ranked going into the season, but I guess getting a new coach and losing a lot of defensive help has, has made people kind of, you know, wary of them, but I see Baylor getting into the top 25 pretty quickly. Um, if they get this win and, and maybe a few more. So let's go right into the interview with John Morris, because he gives all of the insight that I cannot provide you because he knows way more than me. And probably way more than you. And you're going to come out of this interview a lot smarter and a lot more prepared for a very exciting football game this weekend. So here's John. And I'm excited to have the voice of the Baylor Bears, John Morris, on the podcast. John, how's it going? Scott, doing great. I'm glad we've got football this Saturday. Uh, really looking forward to the game, Baylor and Houston. Yeah, I saw Dave Aranda, I think, said today this is the third first opponent they've prepared for and that's strange i mean no it, it, this is a year like none other you know and obviously a lot has happened uh it's been a winding road to get to the season opener and uh i really feel bad for coach randa you know it's his first head coaching job he's looking forward to coaching his first game here at baylor and it's been start and stop and start and stop again but uh finally gonna get there hopefully this saturday yeah, it's uh, what has it been like for you? How many, how many years have you been the voice of the Bears? Obviously, there's nothing to compare this year to, but how many years have you been doing this? Yeah, nothing to compare this to. So this will be my 26th year doing play-by-play and 34th overall in the booth. So that goes back a while, but uh, like you said, nothing like this season. What uh, What is your preparation for a game like, and have you had to kind of scramble to get ready for this game? No, you know, not really. Um, we were getting ready for Louisiana Tech last week and then got the news on Tuesday that that wasn't going to happen. So I had a little bit of a heads up on that before then. So I had I had started preparation and uh, was moving, I guess, kind of slowly the first part of the week <laughs> because I, I wasn't sure that that game was actually going to happen and that's the way it turned out. And then, you know, normally in, in, in the course of a season, uh, you do one game on a Saturday and then you turn the page to the next game. So we found out um, uh, Friday night, uh, or I guess Saturday, we found out Saturday that uh, Houston was going to be the opponent this week. So it's kind of like a normal week, even though it dropped out of the blue that it's U of H. You know, for prep time, it's it's basically the same as it would be a normal situation. Okay, okay. I I guess all things considered, this is a, a really exciting matchup, especially when we look at you know, the other matchups around college football this week. I mean, this might be the best game of the entire college football schedule. You know, I think it's a great matchup. I, I love it for several reasons. Uh, number one, we're playing, and, and it really wouldn't <laughs> matter who it was, but just the fact that we're playing is good. Uh, number two, I, I like the history. You know, this is a former Southwest Conference mm-hmm. rival. Baylor and Houston were in the Southwest Conference together, and this is the first time that we've met U of H since uh, the Southwest Conference disbanded. So I'm, I'm excited about that. There's history between the teams going back, and then to make it a, a game in state in the state of texas that's good travel should be fairly easy for u of h to come up here and uh, for it to be a home game for us i think that's great uh, we'll have 25 percent fans capacity at mclean stadium but nice uh, to open the seats in at home yeah so w- are you 
doing anything different from a broadcast perspective? Are you guys separated in any way or anything like that? Yeah, we are. We definitely are. We want to be. Uh, we want to be smart about it, and we've got some plexiglass shields that are up in our booth, kind of dividing us on the front row. And we'll we'll just limit uh, how many people are in our booth, and probably limit completely or cut out, you know, visitors to our booth, which I normally love to have people come in, but uh, probably not the smartest thing to do right now. And then little things like, uh, you know, like our sideline reporter, he may be restricted to where he can be on the field. Uh, and we usually grab, you know, the head coach going in at halftime. You can't do that mm-hmm. uh, just because you can't, you know, get that close to him to do that. So we're figuring out a different way to do that and then a different way to do post game and, and keep, you know, keep the coach and the, the players, uh, you know, as safe as possible. Just again, trying to be smart and handle it in the best way. So I, I think a lot of college football fans, especially with the, the insanity of 2020 may have erased their brains from uh, erased from their brains all memories of what happened last season and who the players are and who to pay attention to. I think we all know Charlie Brewer, um, but who are who are the guys that we should be looking for in this game? Who are the guys that you know Baylor coaches maybe are really high on that we may not have heard of, and who are kind of the returning stars that will be important in this game? Yeah, Charlie's a good one to start with. He's returning senior quarterback. Uh, he has a chance. Uh, it's got to be uh, leading passer for four consecutive seasons, and that's only been done once before here at Baylor. J.J. Joe did that, and J.J. is our color analyst on oh, wow. the radio broadcast. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so Charlie has a chance to do something that has uh, really only been done once before, and I, I just love the maturity and the experience of a senior quarterback. I think that's a real plus. So he's the guy, you know, that stirs the – stirs the drink on the offensive side, but a great group of receivers and a really good group of running backs too. Uh, John Lovett, Tristan Ebner are seniors now. They played since they were freshmen. Uh, both those guys have single digit uh, numbers this year. And if you know about that, uh, Matt Rule instituted that when he got here to Baylor uh, four years ago. Now he said the team, the, the players that, you know, have the most respect and the hardest working among their teammates. Uh, they get single-digit numbers, and Dave Aranda kept that going this year. So both those guys, Ebner and Lovett, are single-digit numbers for the Bear. And Charlie Brewer is, too. He's switched from number 12 to number 5 this oh, wow. year. So uh, so good group of backs, receivers, uh, our offensive line needs to keep Charlie upright keep him healthy all year so that's you know some of the stars names on the offense the defense is where most people look at as a question for the bears Mm -hmm. i don't see it as that much of a question as some people do even though we've only got two returning starters uh terrell bernard is one of those he's going to be at a weak side linebacker and then Raleigh Tejada in the uh, secondary is a returning starter. But I just think we've got good players there, even though they haven't started in the past. A couple of uh, transfers uh, looks like we'll earn starting roles on the defensive side. So I think we're going to be better there. Maybe it, maybe it takes a little bit, maybe not. But I think we'll be better on the defensive side than people are giving us credit for right now. How much do you think it helps having Dave Aranda, a defensive coach, you know, come in when – the defense might be the question mark. And what have you seen from Coach Aranda? Have you interacted with him much? I know we didn't have media days and kind of the normal things, but um, have you gotten to, to talk to him much? 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, we've uh, started our conscious house a couple of weeks ago. So we've spent some time together, uh, even though it's uh, a couple of those have been over Zoom. Mm -hmm. But uh, I I really like him. I think it's a a great hire by Mac Rhodes, our our, uh, athletic director, uh, you know, to go out and identify uh, Coach Aranda and get him here. Uh, So I really like him. I think he's a really good fit for Baylor and that's important and he's put together a really good staff I mean it's it's impressive the guys that he has uh you know gotten to come to Waco to be part of his staff I think that speaks uh, well of him that they want to coach with him and speaks well of Baylor you know and where the program is the Big 12 you know the coaches want to be a part of it here uh at Baylor so I really, uh, I really like the hire. I, like I said earlier, I feel bad for Coach Randa that it's taken this long to get to his first game, you know, coaching at Baylor. And, but uh, hopefully just a few days away now until we get to that point. You mentioned the single-digit numbers. As a guy who's been around college football for a long time, what are your thoughts on players getting to wear the single-digit zero? Yeah, that's really different, isn't it? I yeah. was watching one game this weekend. And uh, for the life of me, I can't remember who it was. Maybe Kansas State. I, I noticed a player that was was number zero, jersey number zero, and it just looks odd because I've never seen it before. But uh, we've got a player that'll do that. It's R.J. Sneed, one of the receivers, and man, he jumped at it when he had the opportunity <laughs> to get that number. Uh, he jumped at it. So uh, I, I think it's great. I mean, I think it's really unique, you know, to be able to wear that number you know, in this first year that it's been available. I think it would, I think it looks good on like a, a receiver or someone fast. Yeah, it looks yeah. a little strange when it's a big kind of a donut on a lineman or something <laughs> <Yeah>. like that. <laughs> that is true. It's gotta be the right, uh, right type guy, right type body. To, yeah. To gotta be sleek. Work. Yeah, for sure. I, I won't ask you necessarily for a record prediction because one thing I'm realizing is we have no idea how many games anybody's going to play by the end of the season. But what are your thoughts on this team as a whole? I mean, what is the the ceiling, you know, if everything goes right? And then what are maybe some of the things that would trip them up uh, in this season? Sure. Uh, I am uh, I am eternally optimistic. So I always feel good about, <laughs> about our team and our coaches, you know, going into a season and uh, try to remain that way, you know, over the course of the season also. Um, so I, I think we'll, we'll uh, I think the Bears will do well this year. I really do. Um, I just like Coach Aranda and I like his approach and I like the way they prepared, you know, through a really difficult time. And I like the assistant coaches we have. They just seem like, you know, first class uh, coaches and they really know they're experienced and know what they're doing. So, um, and we've got, like I said, we've got more talent than, than uh, most people will give us credit for right now, especially on the defensive side. Um, and then a veteran quarterback with Charlie Brewer. So, I, I just think uh, I think we'll do well. What does that mean in the Big 12? I'm not sure. There's a lot of good teams here this year. And, you know, Texas and Oklahoma sure proved that uh, this past weekend, the opening weekend. But uh, I think we'll be uh, right there in the hunt. And uh, what that means, I'm not exactly sure. <laughs> but uh, I think it's going to be a really good season for Coach Aranda and Baylor. Yeah, and I, I wonder – if seeing what happened to Iowa State and Kansas State when they played, you know, decent teams in, you know, with, with the, the Rage and Cajuns and Arkansas State, I think Houston falls in that category too of a team that you can't 
Uh, you can't come out sloppy against Houston. I wonder if that's kind of helped the coaching staff drill into the the players the importance of, of being prepared for this game. Oh, sure. I mean, I think it definitely does because our guys were probably sitting watching those games on Saturday, and all the coaches have to do is say, you know, look, one, one week ago, and you see upsets and, and big upsets involving teams that uh, you know, they were going to see over the course of this year. So hopefully that works in Baylor's favor that, uh, unfortunately, uh, K-State taking that loss and Iowa State taking that loss uh, might work in Baylor's uh, favor as sort of cautionary going into this game against a really good United yeah, it is a it's a good team with Dana Holgerson as the coach and uh, a lot of weapons and Baylor's got some weapons, so it's going to be a very exciting game. I'm excited for it. I think all I mean I think all the uh, college football eyes will be on that game uh, on Saturday because, like I said, it is a probably the marquee matchup of the week. So I really appreciate you talking to us, John, and we'll uh, we'll be tuning in on Saturday. Scott, I appreciate it. Thanks very much. Great to be on with you and uh, looking forward to the start of the season this Saturday. Thanks so much to John. Um, I knew John was the voice of the Bears, and I knew that he would have a great set of pipes. But, I mean, man, does that voice, that just, that voice gets me excited for football. I mean, he just sounds like a football announcer. I'm ready to watch some football or listen to some football on the radio. I mean, I'm ready to, I'm ready for it to be Saturday, frankly. It's not Saturday. If you're listening to this, it's probably Thursday or Friday. So it's right around the corner. College football Saturdays, even in this strange year, even with, you know, very few fans, even with, you know, I I split the pay-per-view for the Oklahoma game with my friends this weekend. It was still strange. I mean, watching, looking at the, the crowd and all that, that was weird, but it was still football and it was still fun to watch. If you're an Iowa State fan or a Kansas State fan or a Kansas fan, you disagree with me and you wish it had never started. I understand. You know, I haven't even mentioned Texas Tech almost losing to Houston Baptist, who was a like a 41-point underdog, because they won. It's all about getting that dub. Those teams that didn't get that dub, I can make fun of them. But hey, Texas Tech, you know what? They got the win. So that's a 1-0 on the scoreboard. Chalk it up to no practice time and all that stuff and uh, move on. So moving on. Uh, like I said, only two teams play this weekend. Um, this is actually nice, smart scheduling by the Big 12. So let's applaud the Big 12 for doing this. Clap, 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 clap. Because what they did was they added that extra week after week one in case these things happened so teams could reschedule that game. TCU was unable to reschedule that game, it seems like. But Oklahoma State and Baylor were able to reschedule their games that were delayed. Baylor obviously found a new opponent, Oklahoma State, playing the same opponent, but a week later. This is actually a really, really, really good thing because otherwise um, we'd be looking at a lot of uh, lost games or, um, you know, just it's a disaster, you know, if you're trying to figure out what to do with these games. So having that extra week was really smart. So whoever came up with that, which I'll just say is Bob Bowlesby, no idea. Um, Full credit to you. And so we get a couple pretty good matchups this weekend. So I'm excited about those. If you made it this far on the podcast, obviously you are a fan of the podcast. Uh, I will say that my sponsorship with Revtown Jeans, they sponsored the Game of the Week um, series that I did this summer. 
and uh, they were a great partner, and I still love those jeans. Uh, everything I said is true. I wear them all the time now that the, the weather is cooler. But this uh, this sponsorship for this season is open, so if you have a company or you have something that you would like to promote or you know someone that would be a perfect fit for this podcast, please get in contact with me because I am looking for a sponsor for the Big 12 Bullets podcast. We have a great audience of college football fans that would love to buy your product i know many people who bought reptown jeans so if you've got uh any other type of apparel or anything that works with college football let me know i am interested um you can email me at scott.bedgood at gmail.com if you want to do that we will be back next week talking about the beginning of big 12 play and that means that everyone should be if everything goes right playing and we've got some good games. So I'm excited to, for next week to talk about all of those and to have some sense of normalcy back. It was great to have college football back, and we'll all be watching on Saturday. This is the Bed Goods Big 12 Bullets.